Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Sales Vitamin Podcast. I'm your host, John Basong. I'll be deconstructing the playbooks of some of the most successful sales authors, leaders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, field sales professionals. We're going to discuss their strategies, their perspectives, and their insights. So sit back, relax, and get ready to take your vitamins because here we go. What if there was a way that you could talk directly to an audience filled with your ideal prospects, while at the same time establishing your brand as an authority in your niche? Speaking to the right podcast audience will do exactly that. Statistically, more than half of podcast listeners are more likely to consider buying from a brand advertised on a podcast. You don't need your own podcast to do this. We can get interviews on existing podcast shows who are already broadcasting to your ideal customers. Go to podcastconnection.org now to get your first interview booked free of charge. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Sales Vitamin Podcast, where every episode is going to help you with your professional sales development, whether you're an individual sales performer or you've got a corporate team of salespeople, which if you're listening to today's episode, then we have got the guest for you. She is a sales manager's professional. She is going to talk to us today about sales management. Wesleyan Greer. She is the owner of Transformed Sales, and we are excited to have her on the show today to dish out a bunch of sales, we'll call them sales management vitamins for all of our listeners. Thanks for being on. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on as well, all the way from Houston, Texas, uh, where everything's big in Texas. So we're uh, everything's excited. big in Texas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So tell the listeners a little bit, just kind of uh, on your background and how you started Transform Sales and uh, what's that, what that's uh, all about. Awesome. So I'm actually a chemist by trade. I saw that. I... You're smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I worked in the petrochemical industry. Again, I'm in Houston for many years. And then I decided I wanted to do something different. So I got into sales and I tell people when I got into sales, I finally figured out what I wanted to be when I grew up because I loved it. I loved everything about sales. And because of my love for it, I made a very fast ascent from individual contributors to international sales manager. And one thing that I noticed as a new salesperson, there were so many resources. There were courses and webinars and books to read, but becoming a new sales manager, there weren't as many resources. So I really figured out how to build, manage and grow my team. And so I decided that, hey, I want to be able to do this for people all around the world. And so Transform Sales was born. Nice. And yeah, I saw that you're a chemist. I said, man, this this lady's smart. So uh, <laughs> she's, she's really smart being a chemist. Uh, so you make that jump. What do you see from a sales standpoint? What are some of the difficulties that people really struggle with? I know you deal with a lot of companies and individuals, but when someone wants to make that leap, from being an individual sales performer to maybe you know a sales manager, what, what do they struggle with? Because it is two different things. One of the biggest struggles is you have to get over the fact that it's not all about you, right? Um, as an individual sales um, person, it's like, okay, I have my quota. I have to hit my number. Go, 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 go. Anything to hit this number, make money. 
when you become a sales manager, it's not about how great you are, how smart you are, how much you can close or prospect. You have two or five or 10 people that are depending on you for guidance and they need to be coached and developed. So I think that's one of the single hardest things for new sales managers. And a lot of times what we see is those people who are, they're the superstar salesperson. So they're used to getting the accolades and the claim and the fame. And then they move to a sales manager and they're like, why am I doing this? I'm making less money and I have more stress. Those are the two things that they say, I'm making less money and I have more stress. Yeah. And that, that's a good question. Cause you always hear, what do you advise or how do you coach the people you work with on? If you're a really good sales individual, a really top performer, does that mean you are going to be a great sales manager? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. Just because you're good at managing your territory, your region, your division, doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be good at managing 10 people. And the thing that we have to realize is as a top sales performer, you're used to being the A student, right? You yeah. know the answer to all the questions on the test. You know exactly what to do to close that deal that's really hard. But when you have a team of salespeople, everyone isn't an A student. And that's a hard thing for a lot of sales managers to do. You have some B, C, even D students, right? And so the tendency is to jump in and close for them, jump in and sell for them because you're trying to overcompensate for the weaknesses they have. And what you're doing is you're running yourself ragged. You're running, working 70, 80, 90 hours per week. And that person isn't actually learning what they need to do to develop into a good salesperson. Yeah. Now you have a pretty unique approach that you, uh, that you use. Talk about the approach. What, what's your approach when you, uh, when you start working with teams on building a, a corporate sales team and that strategy? So when we're building a, a corporate sales team, sometimes we're building it from scratch. Sometimes we're kind of rehabbing it. And so one thing that I do, the first thing I do is I do a deep dive into the sales organization. I call it an MRI of the sales yeah. team, right? And so what do you do when you go to the doctor? You say, hey, doc, I have a problem. My stomach hurts. And they say, okay, let's run these tests. And so essentially that's what I'm doing. So I go into the sales organization and I really uncover what are the strengths of the team? What are the weaknesses of the team? And this is measured based on 23 core sales skills. And yeah. so I measure everyone from the upper crust of the VP of sales all the way down to the inside salesperson or customer service person. And then we have a quantitative view of the sales team because you know I'm a chemist, so I like numbers, right? Yeah. And so I want to see, okay, if all if your team is really bad at prospecting, but they're good at closing, the problem is that we need to teach them how to prospect, right? If they're really bad at closing, but it seems like they're really good on social selling, then we need to teach them how to close. So it gives us a roadmap. So each um, interaction, each consulting engagement I have, it's not cookie cutter. Because each right. sales team is different. Right. Yeah. So there's no one size fits all. What, what do you see lacking in the uh, corporate uh, arena from a, a sales management training standpoint? I, I would say probably, well, there's not a lot, but, but a lot of it. But what, what do you see when you typically go into these organizations? What's lacking? So a lot of times what happens is sales managers think that 
I'm not that good at sales. So even though they've done well in their territory or their arena as an individual contributor, their automatic thought is if I can't get these 10 people to sell, then I must need to improve my selling skills. So they do just basic sales training, right? Yeah. And yes, the sales training does help, but there's this whole other component of being a sales manager. You have to strategically plan. You have to um, build sales compensation plans. You have to hold people accountable. You have to coach. You have to do all of those things. And that is a big gap. There aren't a lot of um, people out there who focus specifically on sales leadership, sales management. So you have executive coaches or business coaches or management consultants, yeah. but they are only thinking about, okay, how do you lead your team? But I tell everybody, everything I do deals with money. So if I say we need to do this, it's because it's going to help you hit your quota faster, hit your quota, increase your quota, help everybody on your team, but hit what they need to. Yeah. What are the, if you were talking to, uh, what are the key skills that a sales manager needs to develop once they make that jump? Or if they're thinking, if they're a sales professional right now and they're thinking, okay, I want to get into the, I want to be a sales leader, sales manager. What are the skill sets you would say, well, here's what you really need to start developing? So one thing is accountability. Um, so many sales managers don't hold themselves accountable so they don't hold their people accountable. And when we talk about accountability, it's really about excuses. If you give excuses, you're going to receive excuses, right? When your boss says, well, why are you guys 20% off your mark this month? You say, oh, it's because of X, Y, Z. And you accepted that from your actual, um, your employees. They gave you excuses and you just accepted them. So accountability is really, really key. Also developing the active listening that you do as a strong salesperson when you're on sales calls, that's the same thing you have to do as a sales manager. You need to be able to listen to what your salespeople don't say, right? So yeah. again, if you're sitting down and you're talking to them and they're giving you excuses about why they're not closing more sales and you have to really drill down and say, okay, so you lost the last five deals let's talk about that. Right. And then yeah. they say, yeah, well, it was com competition or it was price or it was blah, blah, blah. And then you drill down and you figure out, oh, the problem is because you're too product centric. You're not problem centric in talking to the clients. Right. And so let's work on you uncovering and diagnosing the problems instead of focusing so much on the products. So accountability, active listening, and I would say being humble. Yeah. Because again, most top salespeople are not humble. They're anything but humble. But as a new sales manager, you have to really be able to receive that constructive criticism and that feedback because that's how you grow. Now, do you, in your experience and, and as you've worked with these companies and individuals, do you have a specific sales method or process? I know you're process driven because if you're a chemist, you're, you're used to a sales process. And I know you coach and teach a process. Do you have a specific method that you use? I know the, uh, I want to talk about the B square that you've come out with. Uh, is that your process that you kind of use? Yes. So I have a, it's a seven step sales leadership blueprint that we walk through. And again, there are seven steps in it, but it's not seven sequential steps. Every right. person doesn't go through all seven, but there are seven key areas that I've identified that most sales managers need to overcome 
in order to get to where they need to. And one of the first steps that most of them go through is called get out of the weeds, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what does that mean? It's like, you can't close every deal. You can't go on every ride along. You can't do right. everything for everyone or you're never going to hit the quota of the team. Right. So we go through that process. And again, another um, step in the process is actually having a sales process that you can hand to new salespeople on day one. So we really figure out what is the sales process you need within your team. And some people have inside sales and field sales, and those are different processes, right? Right. And so that allows them to, again, not have to answer every little question. It's more like, okay, you do all of these things and now you're stuck. Now I can help you and I can coach you. Yeah. How important is it for the sales manager to be able to evaluate the talent, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, from a coaching perspective, to evaluate the talent, what they need to work on, when they need, you know, where they're at in their sales professional ability, I guess is a better way to put it. So that MRI of the sales team that we do, it actually gives you an individual coaching um, template for each yeah. salesperson. So it take some of the guesswork out of what you're doing, because a lot of times we're using these subjective measures, right? right. And so it's like, I think they're not good here, but um, no, they're really not good here. Like one, that's a really big thing for a lot of sales managers and it's really helped them flip a light bulb really quick is motivation. So that's one of the skills that we actually, um, we assess. And so there are three types of motivation, extrinsic, intrinsic, and altruistic, right? Yeah. Extrinsic, most people think, oh, they're a salesperson. They're extrinsically motivated. They want to make more money. They want to make more money, yeah. right? And so that's how they lead the team. Like, okay, here, you want a bonus, close this deal, you make more money. But some are intrinsically motivated. Like they're running a race against themselves, right? right? And so if they're running a race against themselves, when you're coaching them, you have to not stack them up to the 10 other people on the team. You stack them up to themselves. Right. Last quarter, you did this. This quarter, you're not doing that. Let's talk about that. And then the last motivation is altruistically motivated. And that's what we don't hear about as often, but that's the need to help others. So that's I what I'm doing within my role is I want to help. So yeah. it really doesn't matter what you're selling, right? You can sell a car, you can sell chemicals, but you have to help them understand what's the bigger picture in yeah. the product or service that they're selling and how it helps the person on the other side of the table. And how important, uh, I know uh, with chemists in your background and the data, how important is it to be able to kind of look at the data and that high level that you're talking about and guide the team? How important is that in the process of being a sales manager? It is important because again, you don't, there's no roadmap for this, right? There's right. no, nothing that says, you do this and you're gonna be successful. And so to be what a sales manager should spend most of their time doing is coaching, right? Right. And so once you know how to coach your people, then it makes you a better coach, right? Yeah. And so a lot of times the clients that I've worked with, they start calling themselves a sales coach, right? right. Like I'm not a sales manager, I'm not a sales uh, VP, I'm a sales coach. Because again, when you think about um, a sports analogy, what does a coach do? They're on the sidelines cheering you on when you do something well, but they're giving you the tough love, the constructive feedback that you need to really excel. Yeah, yeah. 
from, a, I know you do a lot of work too, uh, on the new hire portion of it and, and, and the onboarding piece, what, how key is that to getting them started and getting your sales team in the right direction? When we have a chance to hire new salespeople, that is yeah. the best, right? Because <laughs> yeah. we are really molding them into what we need them to be. And so when we think about those new hires, again, so we do this MRI of the organization, we understand, or the division, maybe we're just working within a region, and we understand what the needs are. And so then we can say, this is what the new hire needs to have, right? If there are gaps within the organization, we can have that new hire fill those gaps. And then we also use a tool to figure out, hey, um, is this a good fit? Is this person yeah. a good fit? And that sales process that we're talking about, we use that as, as our onboarding tool. So on day one, we give somebody something that says, this is what you need to accomplish. And again, because I, this, this chemist brain of mine, I believe in the checks and balances. So yeah. we're not just gonna have you out there watching a bunch of videos, doing this or doing that for 30 days. Every week we have a skills check, right? And right. it's not like something that's so, um, it's gonna be so difficult to do. It's going to be something where, okay, so this week we talked about um, prospecting. So show me how you prospect. What are yeah. you doing? We get on a Zoom or we're in the office together and you show me what you do, right? right? So that's how you ensure that you can cut your onboarding time in half. So it takes anywhere from six to 18 months to onboard a new salesperson wow. for them to be profitable yeah. for the organization. And so those people where it's taking them six months, we've cut it in half. 18 months, we've cut that down to nine months wow. just by having a systematic approach and you help and people pay for themselves faster. And right. then they start selling faster, making money faster, and you have a long-term employee. Yeah. Now you've also got a podcast, the, uh, I love the name to the snack size sales, uh, podcast, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about that. How do they, uh, what are you talking about on that? And, uh, what's going on with that podcast? Awesome. So that podcast, I started it in 2020. And the reason I started it was because in doing the work that I do, a lot of people kept asking me, okay, well, does LinkedIn work? Does this work? How does this happen? Or, oh, this person, they're not in the same industry as me, or you've never done this. So um, why should I listen to you kind of thing, right? right, right. So what, what I do is it's a quick 15 to 20 minutes and yeah. we are giving people actionable tips. So whether we're talking to industry insiders, industry influencers, and they're telling, talking to us about LinkedIn or using the media or the CRM, they're saying, this is how you can stop listening to this podcast in 20 minutes and actually use the tips that I'm giving you to help increase your sales. And on the other side, I also have people who have lived this life, who yeah. have moved from being a salesperson into being a sales manager. And I even have some that are CEOs of companies, right? right. And they're talking about their ups, their downs, what's worked, what hasn't worked. I have people from a wide array of backgrounds. I have people who are in biotech and people who are in chemicals. So wow. a lot of different personalities. And we are twice per week on Money Mondays and Wealth Wednesdays. Okay. <laughs> so those two yeah. days are the days our podcast is released. Okay, cool. Um, so we talked about the new hires and, and the sales management piece of it, social media. 
how, how important is that to the sales manager and how, you know, you can get as deep in the weeds as you want on social media. And sometimes that can overwhelm you. How do you coach your, your customers and clients and, and future sales managers on how they need to use social media? Hmm. So the first thing with social media is, um, and a lot of marketers don't agree with this, but I say, choose your, find your platform yeah. and use it. Just right. one. You don't need to be on all 10. Clubhouse yeah. is this new thing that everybody's doing. But if you're like, my target audience isn't on Clubhouse. So why am I, I'm not going to run and get on that bandwagon, right? right. And right. so the way that I break down social media is it's per demographics. If your demographics are like um, 18 to 30, to 33 year olds, then Instagram is your platform that you should use. Right. If it's 35 on up, then you should be using Facebook in a B2C world. If you're doing any kind of B2B, you should be on LinkedIn, LinkedIn. right? So that's the first premise. Um, and there are a gazillion other things. There's Pinterest, there's Clubhouse, but again, those are, um, I would say, nice to have. Yeah. And so you have to really focus on, I, when I talk about KPIs and somebody kind of got upset with me recently because I was like, I don't believe in KPIs. They were like, what? Why not? And I said, <laughs> because anybody, any robot can make 50 cold calls a day. Yeah. But when I think about a KPI, it's in the conversion. So I rather you give your um, salespeople a target of, I want you to convert X number of leads on the social media platform, not just post, not just spam people, yeah. but convert. So right. for me, the KPI is in the conversion. And so again, it depends on your business. Some businesses get a lot on social media, but I do think if you use it right, then you can definitely fill the top of the funnel with it. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. I mean, if you're doing B2B and you're not on LinkedIn, then you need to run there immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and the thing is, it's like you have to learn before you do. Right. So just watch. Yeah. And the thing is, like, people get all these spammy messages. I get them. I'm like, no, thanks. No, thanks. Yeah. Um, engage in people's content, right? Yeah. Find a blog post or an article that's on their company's website and say, hey, I read XYZ and I pulled this out and I thought this was great. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Like, engage with people. Don't right. just say, hey, I have this product. Buy from me. It's so, so horrible. Yeah. And again, I think on LinkedIn too, it's going to be like you said, you know, KPIs, uh, different industries are going to uh, have different metrics that they use uh, anyways, uh, as far as that goes. Some are quick sales. Most are going to be fairly long-term sales in a B2B arena, you know, depending on the type of equipment. So no, I think you're hundred percent right. What's the best way for people to get a hold of you uh, and uh, for the listeners uh, that are listening and all the audience out there, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you so that they can get started uh, getting all this uh, great sales management training? So the best way to get in touch with me is on LinkedIn. That's where I show up. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I spend a lot of time. And if you send me a connection request, make sure you add a little um, blurb in there and say, you heard me on the Sales Vitamin podcast. I'll That's know right. exactly who you are. And um, I'll remember what I talked about with John. So, yep, send me a connection request. And that's another tip. Don't just send connection requests that yeah. are copy paste, right? Put yeah. something in there to let the person know that, hey, I actually want to connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, absolutely. So one more question for you. And every guest, uh, I ask every guest this question. So if you had one sales vitamin that you wanted to give to some of these future sales managers or current sales managers out there, what would that one sales vitamin be uh, this morning? Ah, no one cares about you. Yeah, your success is based on the success of your team. When your leadership team, your management team, your CEO says, John's team hit their quota, that's what you want. Or 75% of your team hit their quota. And even if they don't call you by name, you know that you poured into those people on the team. So that's what matters most. That is the single hardest thing for a sales manager to get over. That it's not about me. It's about the individuals on the team and us as a whole. Excellent. That's a great sales vitamin. That's more than one sales vitamin. They got a little bit extra there. So that's good. They got, they got, a <laughs> they got vitamins. Yeah, they got vitamins. <laughs> well, Wesleyan Greer, Transform Sales has been our guest. And you got, uh, you got a bunch of information today, folks. Uh, and that's just, she's just uh, the tip of the iceberg for you. So make sure that you get to her uh, on LinkedIn or get to her website and check her out. And it has been so awesome having you uh, today on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. That's it for today's Sales Vitamin. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and please leave a review. It'll mean a lot. Whatever platform you listen on, hit the subscribe button. Have a great day and remember, take your Sales Vitamin.